Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Aria, you wanted to talk about the big buzz on Twitter and Facebook and various social medias today, and it's not Pedo Peter, uh, which we talked about last night. Peter. Pedo Peter, which is the name that they say Hunter Biden had his dad, Joe Biden, listed in his phone when 4chan hacked his iCloud account and downloaded 500 gigabytes of data within the yeah, last I've heard all this. I just haven't heard the, uh, the, the tidbits, like his, you know, his password and what he actually called his dad. If, if it's in fact his dad, why is it Peter? Uh, I, there was, you know what, I don't have that in front of me right now, but there's some sort of reference that there's another story out there regarding Joe Biden calling himself Peter in some sort of circumstance. And I apologize for not remembering the details on it. I have not been following this intimately, uh, very, very closely, but it's, uh, it is an interesting story. We, Probably because it's all distraction to take away from the real you think the Hunter Biden thing's a distraction? Oh hell yeah! Really? The, well, I mean, the, it's, it's the takeaway from the crimp from the Biden crime family, from what they actually from the from the meat and potatoes problem that we have here, and that is uh, their his influence uh, in Ukraine. But and, I mean, that's uh, part the, of the Hunter Biden iCloud leak, right? I mean, there very well could be information in his iCloud about Ukraine. Yeah, but the, all the thing they're going to talk about is crack and prostitutes, uh, women Maybe, of the night. But it's only been him calling his dad days. a pedo. You wanted to talk about Jill Biden. I did because she's being slammed for comparing Latino people to tacos. <laughs> yes, she is. When, when I saw this, I was just stunned. I was like, oh, okay, there's no way someone is this tone deaf. But no, sure enough, she did. A Hispanic journalist group slammed the first lady. And they're not the only ones. I'm sure she's just getting ripped apart on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else for a Monday speech in which she compared diversity among Latinos to the uniqueness of breakfast tacos. Wow. You know what? Another distraction. I'm calling it. This is just another. They, <laughs> no. Their family is in so much deep, deep hot water right mm-hmm. now. You know, what better? And I listened to the, uh, to the, to the quote. I'm not. Uh, I think she's just I'm not, a I'm silly not a, old I'm, woman. I'm not upset about it. I mean, it's dumb. It's, it's a lame comparison. But, I'm not uh, upset either, but I'm not the one being compared to a breakfast taco. <laughs> yeah, so. but I've been called a cracker my whole life, so I'm really not. You know, upset about any of this. Would you have been more upset, though, if like Michelle Obama was giving a speech and said something about, you know, crackers, you're as unique as the saltines that inspire your nickname or whatever? She probably says all of that behind closed doors. I wouldn't be surprised. But not publicly. Michelle is a nasty woman. Conan, you asked me to pull up the Hillary Clinton clip from this is peak pandering 2017 and this, and this dude picked picked up on it immediately he knows what's up yeah so she's sitting down with a i guess a group the called breakfast the club. breakfast club and i got the audio here courtesy of why hillary lost why hillary lost on <laughs> youtube here it no is no she has to go she what's, what's to something go. that you always carry with you hot Just- sauce Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> Hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, listen, yes. I just want you to know people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. Again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? <laughs> what? She's a nasty woman. She's that is so, nasty. She's so tone deaf. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, as someone who does carry hot sauce in my purse, though, I, I'm offended by that as a person who likes hot sauce. She should have been called out on it and said, let's see it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Have some. Taste yeah. it. Right. I see what I want to see what brand you carry around. But pull it out. If you like hot sauce enough to carry it around, you could easily take a dab out on your tongue and you'll be fine. But I don't think that the interviewers were uh, anti-Hillary or in any way critical towards her. I mean, having not seen any of the rest of the interview, just based on the surroundings, there's a, on the background, there's like a hand-drawn heart with the Hillary logo inside of it. Are you guys watching The Boys? No. So there was a, a kind of a minor spoiler here. They're having a discussion uh, the, the hero and the and the and the bad guy, the the Trumpy, the Trump guy. Which, by the way, the whole the whole show is an analogy of uh, of Trump, hmm. Trumpism. Um, and he's he let out a lot of uh, uh, incriminating information, and then she pulls out her camera saying, "I just taped the whole thing." And then he's like, "Dude, dude, you're not supposed to record while we're doing our lines." Meaning, it's mm-hmm. the whole thing was uh, fabricated from the get go. So he's trying to cover. You know, cover it as butt. So, what is this boys show? Where where is it at? Boys is a, uh, a it's it's the Netflix? newest uh, superhero uh, flicks. Uh-huh. There's three seasons out so far, and uh, basically, uh, the most interesting aspect of the show is it it portrays these superheroes as true superheroes would really act. If you had godlike powers, would you spend your days, you know, you know, flying around saving people? Or, or would you be a nasty piece of work like the Greek gods, which, mm. by the way, were very entertaining for lots and lots of people for thousands of years, hundreds of years at least. I didn't think most people, I mean, it's going to vary based on who you ask, but I think for most libertarians, the answer would be that they would probably, you know, at least spend some part of their, part of their time helping people. Breakfast tacos have egg in them, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Is this even, is this even a Hispanic uh, dish or is this, something that is, not. is this something that has been uh, Americanized? Over the years. Uh, that's probably, I'm going to guess that you're correct about that in the same way that Chinese food is not really Chinese right, food right, in right. America. It's, it's Americanized Chinese food. Uh, so a lot of a lot of that's true with tacos and burritos. So it wouldn't surprise me if some, you know, somebody said, hey, let's put some, be- uh, you know, eggs in that t- uh, taco. Someone with some ethnic variety. Call in and tell me what the what the hell a tech, uh, ta- uh, breakfast taco is. I mean, uh, I'm Bonnie look, I'm is at, here. I'm looking this... at some recipes. It looks like there's a whole bunch. Bonnie's here in the studio now, and she is originally from uh, San Antonio, or at least she spent a number of years in San Antonio. Bonnie, can you can you step up and uh, and answer Conan's question about what is a breakfast taco? As someone who Thank spent you. time there? who lives who lives in the midst of the. Breakfast, Thank you. Because the, the, in the midst of the breakfast tacos, I was texting on the. I was trying to uh, comment on YouTube because I was getting annoyed. I told Ian <laughs> all this yesterday. I don't feel like she actually made I, that bad. Uh, by of the a way, gap. I told your pers- that's, perspective. That's, that's how. Oh. That's how I. That's how I lean to, uh, well, as well. It doesn't sound to me like she's calling the Hispanic people breakfast tacos, but it was. It was obviously written by somebody. From San Antonio, not Jill Biden, who anyone from San Antonio would make a similar joke. Medi actually called about this, I think, over the weekend and read the executive summary of the paper to us. Or maybe it was Friday, it was Friday night, I think. But uh, anyway, the, the it seems like their goal is to try to disrupt cryptocurrency. The, okay, the, you know they they care because they work for the government. They right. are the government, and so and they are a you know military arm of the government. And so, but they're more like the tech side of the military arm. So somebody probably instructed them to say, "See what you can figure yeah. out about taking down Bitcoin." In order to prevent technological surprise, this is what they said. This is what they yeah. say. 
And I think their problem is the fact that it isn't centralized, and it's something. And it, this is a this is a pain in the butt of everyone who's seeking control. Mm-hmm. If you can't, if they don't, if they're losing their control, they, they they're going to spend all of their tax, all of our money, all our taxpayer money, uh, trying to figure out how to control these these new technologies. And so, the, and so, they have a bunch of different ways of uh, trying to get decentralization use of crypto. And so the last couple, too, there's one It's called network centrality. And what they're saying is, are the nodes sufficiently geographically dispersed such that they are uniformly distributed across the Internet? What would happen if a malicious Internet provider or nation state decided to block or filter all DLT traffic? And under that part, under that uh, section of of the paper where they're talking about uh, the network centrality, that's where they mention 60% of all Bitcoin traffic has traversed just three ISPs. Is Joe Biden referred to in Hunter Biden's cell phone as Pedo Peter? That is what the uh, 4chan folks, people on the internet, are alleging was found in the new 500 gigabyte leak of what is allegedly on Hunter Biden's iCloud account. Somebody found some images of text messages between Joe Biden... Uh, or what is alleged to alleged to be Joe Biden, and somebody claims again a lot. You know, you just have to sort of believe or not what people are saying about this, unless you want to download the questionable 500 gigabyte uh, file and parse through it yourself. But, I mean, isn't there some sort of well, no, not with Julian Assange. Question withdrawn. I was going to ask whether or not there was some sort of journalistic protection for people who, for journalistic reasons, really just needed to comb through this for the purpose of finding out whether or not there's something here the public needs to know. But it might have child pornography in it, right. so therefore yeah. it would be a federal crime. And we learned from Julian that. Assange and all of these other journalists that no, there is in fact no protection whatsoever for doing journalism, and they will charge you if they want to. So if you if you download this archive and it's got child porn or whatever in it. They can and will charge you. And if you're like all most journalists out there and all you really do is monitor Twitter and tw- and tweet tweet journal. Dude, th- I hate that so much. You go to a news website to find out about something and it's just a copied and pasted tweets over and over and then a screenshot of the tweet that they literally just copied and pasted. Sloppy, sloppy journalism. It's the, it's the new it's the new way. New York Post. They've got a report published in April of this year. That says that Joe Biden wrote to his son Hunter and others close to him using the pseudonym Peter Henderson, a fictional Soviet Union era spy in several Tom Clancy novels who infiltrated the U.S. government, according to emails. Run this by me again. Joe Biden wrote letters to his son and signed them as Peter, Peter Henderson? Henderson. Like actual letters or at least emails? Um, I, I Probably emails. The messages contained on Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop appear to indicate the then-Vice President started using the fictitious Moles moniker in October of 2016 while forwarding a YouTube video to his son Hunter, brother Jim, daughter-in-law Hallie, as well as his sister and longtime political strategist Valerie Biden-Owens. Biden sent the message using an email address with the username of 67Stingray, a reference to his beloved 1967 Corvette Stingray. The name attached to the Biden 67Stingray account at the time was Peter Henderson which matches the name of the KGB spy in Clancy's popular Jack Ryan series. So anyway, that's uh, that's the story that I was referencing earlier. I, I, I know there's no explanation, but I need an explanation. I need to know why Joe Biden at any point was writing emails to his son and sending them as Peter Henderson. 
That because they were, because they were doing nefarious stuff. Today's my birthday, so I kind of wanted to celebrate with you guys. All right. Well, happy um, birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. And more good news. It looks like I'm coming to New Hampshire. Wow. So, Congrats. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited, but also nervous. Like, I want this. I really want this to work out, and I really want it to last. Like, I don't want to have to move back in three months. It's mm. great. So, yeah, it's no um, fun to uh, you know have to tuck your tail between your legs and admit failure. I mean, it, sure. it has happened to some people who've moved here without a plan and, uh, you know, without any kind of savings or whatever. But that said, some people have moved here by the seat of their pants, and, and they made it work. So it just all depends on, on the individual in that case. Have you moved before? Or are you an Arizona native who've always lived in the same place? I've moved all over the southern half of the United States. I've never really been up north. So okay. I've done it before, but I always had somebody with me. So mm-hmm. this time it's solo. All right. Yep. Uh, well, if it's you're going to be an adventure. Yep. If you're coming during the summertime, you'll have time to acquire clothing for the the winter because I suspect you don't have uh, what you need if you live in Arizona. No, probably not. So <laughs> any other advice is appreciated too. It's been very chilly this summer. Like usually when I take my dog out at two in the morning or whatever, I I want to grab a hoodie. It, I mean, it's late Ju- yeah, or it's it was, mid July. It, it was upper forties a couple of days ago. But just, nighttime? Yeah, it's oh, like wow. that's not good for garden. When are you moving up? August. Ooh, okay, so very cu- soon. Yeah, you're cu- yeah, but you're cutting it. Well, how how many more months is that? To what? To August? August. That's Ju- next July, month, August. Dude. That's two Holy weeks. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half weeks. It's going to be August. We're summertime, aren't we? Yeah. All right. That's why your peas are dying, by the way, Aria. Summer. Yeah. It's summer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, it's officially summer, too, because last, like, I've been cutting off my AC and ri- raising up my windows, you know, at night for the last, you know, month and a half or whatever. Even, it's been I just fine. even installed my AC this year. Right. It's, it's so been just chill. Fine. It's so chill. I but wonder- last night was, uh-uh. Last night, the AC came back on. I want to get back to Olivia's job situation here because given the desperation that we've heard from so many business owners. You could owners, just walk into any place I in, can't in even Keene. Believe, if you I, want to be, if it's, if it's like restaurant or whatnot, I mean, yeah, you can just walk yeah, in. I can't believe that you're not getting any kind of uh, contacts back, Olivia. But, you know, the old um, situation with getting a job is the people that, you know, back when it used to be a competitive to get a job, now they, they claim that no one's applying, that it's hard to even find people uh, who want to work. At least that's what I've heard over the last several months. Maybe that situation's starting to change, and I'm not aware of it, right, because I'm not out there uh, looking for it. But... You, know, you know what happened? People just retired. We've been talking about this for years. There's the retirement, the baby boomers are retiring. It's so much simpler and when, than and this. When, and when COVID happened, a lot of these baby boomers that weren't going to retire in this year, but maybe a couple years from now, they just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm retiring now. I really wish in that clip of Hillary Clinton, she had pulled out a slice of watermelon and dumped hot sauce on it and just like started eating it. That's the only thing that could have made it better. You know, she is from the South. Yeah. So I'm sure. No, she's not. Isn't she from New York? She's from she's from uh, Georgia. Bill Clinton's from the South. He's from Arkansas. Ooh. All right. Hold on. I didn't realize that. So, yeah. I don't know about Hillary. Yeah. I, th- I don't I know where they, she's originally I thought from. They were like, I thought they were cousins. Hillary's. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm glad you started laughing because I was like, Hillary's his wife, dude? <laughs> I see uh, what you're saying now, though. So I'm on a website called Remescla, which is a Latin-operated, looks like a pop culture site of some sort. Anyway, this is their report. Yolanda Machado reporting that uh, President Joe Biden gave a town hall as president. This was back in 2021 in February. And 
Then he made a pretty big faux pas, as they point out here. The town hall took place in Milwaukee, and a local doctor asked why, out of all the vaccines administered, only 3% of black people and 5% of Latinos had received the vaccine, despite being two of the community's hardest hit. Because they know better. They know history. They know the history of the government um, yeah. using them for experiments, you mean? These politicians are so disconnected from average people. They don't have any idea what it's like to be a normal person. And you mentioned Hillary and another classic clip of hers. And I don't remember if it was the Trump uh, campaign or when this was, but she was brought into somebody's apartment in New York City or some somewhere where they have very small, you know, apartments. Yeah, they live and, in cubes. And the look on her face was just so I shocked. I, I don't remember this one. I have not seen it because, yeah. it, because yeah. it was so small, or it because was, it was all, she couldn't understand that pe- people, people lived, lived like this that. way, right? And <laughs> she also was known for never having driven a car in her life, what? as well. Yeah, she's that disconnected from what it's like to be a real person. So that's why they have during campaigns, they have all these campaign events that are designed to try to humanize these people because they are not like. The rest of us at all. They're so privileged and so special. Going your whole life without driving a car, though, that's beyond your average Hunter Biden or Donald Trump level special. That's what I've heard. Maybe it's not true, right? That's that's what I've heard. She's just that disconnected. But she's not alone, right? Like, that's why they put Joe Biden in an ice cream shop or whatever. And he talks about how he has, you know, ice cream with his grandchildren or whatever, because they want to humanize him. They don't want him to be seen as the monster who passed the 1994 crime bill and put a bunch of people just like his son behind bars for the rest of their lives. They don't want people remembering that stuff. I thought the ice cream was to cool his brain down because it's overheating. It's running full. Full, full speed ahead at all times. Our co-host Mark Edge has been promoting this Honduran ZA concept. ZA is uh, short for Special Economic Zone or something like that. There's a there's a Spanish version of it, and that's okay. what it's actually short for. But uh, that's what it means, Special Economic Zone. And uh, he's been kind of fl- uh, going around the whole world looking at these different special economic zone projects, many of which are sort of still being in the in the creation stage. They're in the right. idea stage or they're just buying the property stage or cutting a deal with governments. But basically the idea behind these things is that some sort of private organization comes to a government that is generally not as like successful or wealthy as the United States and they say, hey – Here's a big plot of land that you have that no one's using. How about we buy that plot of land and then we build all kinds of businesses and whatever yep. on that plot of land. But you guys don't put your regulations on us that you would normally put on businesses in your country. And we'll give people jobs because we're going to need to hire people. So we'll give some local people some yep. some jobs and it'll be an economic boom for your economy and even though there won't be the same taxes if any taxes it'll get people work it'll this it'll, is this is what central planners do the thing is they didn't even give them more than a handful of years before they swooped in and changed the game the honduran government gang decided to undo the ZA situation they undid whatever the law is now it isn't completely undone but they voted unanimously 
to undo this thing just a few months ago. We covered it here on Free Talk Live. Mark called in saying, well, it's not over yet because they're going to have to re-vote next year. But it's like, well, if they unanimously voted this year, the odds that they're going to all of a sudden be split uh, you know, in one year's time seems pretty slim. But it isn't over yet. It reminds me of the Croydon thing, actually, which happened here in New Hampshire mm-hmm. where a free stater got you know, the school board to like slash the budget by half or something like that. He got and, the people of a town yeah. who were attending the town meeting to slash the budget. The school and board it was all very successful. Until, until they, everyone until else broke found, the law. No, never mind that. Everyone else found out what this person was doing, and they said, "No, no, we're not allowing that." And then something like three hundred to two was the result when they they did the other. An yeah, they broke vote. the law and had another it, vote. They write the law. It doesn't they matter if they, they break the it. Law. They, they they called for a special election. Yeah, they're the ones who wrote the law, you know man. What? It doesn't that, matter. That might actually be true. And but, it's the same thing here. You know, they, they got this little Z8 law passed, and they're like, hey, look, guys, we did it. We had our libertarian success, success story, and people found out about it. And they came out in mass and voted unanimously to undo it. By the way, the wiki claims the three existing Zetas uh, are grandfathered in for the next 50 years. So we're talking about the Honduras, uh, one of the Honduras projects. This one's on an island called Roatan. And it's a very interesting place. I mean, Mark went there a few years ago to check this thing out. He ultimately, I think, had some sort of a disagreement with the person who was putting this uh, Prospera ZA special economic zone thing together. So he ultimately decided not to join the Prospera project. And then he found this other one in the mainland called Morazon.city. And since then, Mark has kind of I don't know if he's doing his own thing now. I think exactly. he's doing his own thing now. I think he is, but it's too late to become a ZA because they're canceling that program. So I'm not sure exactly what the legal status of unless whatever can, it is. Unless they can get it unappealed. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, this is still a developing situation. But now the mainstream media is jumping on board and they are on the attack uh, against Prosper, which is kind of interesting. It's almost like they're kicking them when they're down in this case because, you know, this thing's under threat now at this point with the Honduras government undoing the special economic zone program, they're going to be having to fight this thing out in court. But anyway, the point of this story is to basically, um, you know, badmouth this project and show people on the island who don't like them and they don't bother to show anybody that likes them. So it's, it's really, it's a slanted piece. Webster, the man they're interviewing says he has a message for the ones who moved in next door. Go home. When the new Honduran government repeals... But see, that's not his property, so he doesn't get to do that. Well, he can try to make it's it just, uncomfortable for them. It's sure. the same thing with the anti-free staters. I'm, I'm living on my property. Why do they hate me? And why, they, they can't they tell me what to do. They hate you because you want to change the system. You and the other free by staters... Leave, by leaving other people alone. But in order to do that, you have to take control of the halls of power yeah. and then repeal government programs. And they feel like if you repeal those government programs then everything is going to be a there disaster. Goes, there goes and, their safety net. Yeah, I mean, they literally had signs at the protest this weekend saying that free staters want to abolish ambulance service. No, we don't. No, what, what was what amazing say. is that Keene doesn't even have a public ambulance yes, service. Does. It was yeah. a private one. No, it has both. It, okay. it, has, it has both, And yeah. the private one just got bought by the county. So. I, I was aware <laughs> of that, but before that... That's, okay. been, that's been in the works for years yeah. and years. They claim there's all these problems and... Yeah, but disregarding that recent history, Keene was proof that you could, in fact, have a private ambulance Correct. service. I think the only reason it sold was because they wanted to retire or something like mm. that, so... 
Yeah, there's uh, that's the that's the truth, and I'm sure they're not. I'm sure Keene's not the only town that has private ambulance service. And I don't even want to get rid of your ambulance service. I want to know why, if I go home tonight and I start choking or whatever, and I need to ride to the hospital, why the hell is that ambulance service going to cost me twelve hundred dollars to ride, you know, two and a half mm. miles from my house to the hospital? One of the points that Prospera makes is that right out in the beginning of the article, they describe their development as scarred by a bulldozer, which, of course, is an intentional choice of language meant to carry a negative connotation. Prospera says that their Twitter account is at Prospera Global. They say, but realize what he's describing negatively. We're building low-cost housing available to any islanders on an island afflicted by surging real estate prices and low average incomes. Would Jeff prefer no development for poor Hondurans? So that's what they say. That's fair, but it's why? The, it's the same argument with these lefties who defend the school system. Sort and of, it's falling through the cracks. Their kids are falling through the cracks, and yet they... They're like, just throw more money at it. Mm-hmm. But 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 the but the whole idea of pulling your kids out and homeschooling or taking them to private schools or any other option, like no school, it drives these people insane. That's it, looking at it from the wrong point of view. As you mentioned earlier, they're gentrifying this area. That's what's causing the price of real estate to go up in the first place. Pro- That's what's... The Prospera people? No. Presum- no they're, well, they're what, is pricing the, what is pricing the Hondurans out of, out of their ancestral lands that they were, they were talking about are a little they, while ago? Are they being priced out like the uh, Silicon Valley Well, that's people, what the Prospera the people are saying. And I'm, I would guess, without knowing intimately the situation, that a bunch of expats moving to this island, a bunch of English-speaking rich expats coming there, is pushing the price of housing up. This is the whole thing about gentrification. You've got something that's fallen through the cracks, and the real estate value is down, so it becomes... You know, it's a prime target for people who are trying to make an investment and make mm-hmm. a new life for themselves and to go in there. They can get enough of them and they can really turn something around, turn a, a crummy piece of property around and and start a new uh, a new system. Uh, it's sad that the original inhabitants who were living in a crummy situation uh, ultimately suffer a, a decade or two down the road. Well, they don't have to suffer. Yeah, they could right. get they could. They could adapt. They, and they could also applaud uh, these people who want to come in and, and invest in their community. That's, it's I, a, ultimately, it's a good thing. Yeah, I don't see what's so bad about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm with you on this one, Ian. I, I don't see what's different about the Prospera that is different from all of the other resorts. Right. And like, I, Why are they the, picking Prospera? The because, difference because is there are people who, who intentionally want to move out of the plantation and they want to take their decentralized currency with them that is upsetting the system. Well, and the difference is Prospera has a special legal carve-out, and the rest of these people don't. And that could come across as a little unfair, right? Like, oh, well, you know, our resort over here doesn't have tax freedom. We're not exempted from the regulations or whatever. How come you guys get that? Well, Well, you know what? They they probably should do... they They should jump on board. Let me talk about Prospera. All right. When this lady... When I read that part of the ladies, like, why don't they just pay their taxes, yeah. you know, and follow the zoning laws? I was so just in tier, inside of me, irate. They did. They did. They followed every step of the law. This lady's problem is the law as it existed at the time. And I, I think this is worth saying. I was at Crawfish Rock three years ago when Prosperous set up. It is nothing but, it was at the time, a collection of nothing but sheds made of corrugated metal. Mm. Like, there was nothing there. So the idea that some 
bureaucrat or politician didn't give didn't get to give their little building permit and get their little fee is really pretty laughable. Why would anyone have gone down this pock? The, I mean, the road was better described as a pothole than a road. Mm -hmm. um, we went down it in a, in a van, and, and I feared for my life. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. Like, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's probably a mile long, but, I mean, a terrible mile. There was nothing as far as uh, Internet going out there. There was nothing. And this person's like, pay your taxes. Look what we've done for you. Look what they did for them. I mean, now there's internet out there. They would have had nothing. They had to have a road. They didn't have internet. And that was all brought to them by Prospera. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.